You're back at the Magic Hour with Michael McCallum. I'm your host, Michael McCallum. This is an internet broadcasting podcast brought to you by the Michigan Business Network in my very own Rebel Pictures. We are continuing the conversation with editor, writer, videographer, photographer, and my dear friend, Eric Shaleko, who just took a sip of water and you missed the wonderful sound this water made. I feel very hydrated. He's very hydrated. My as... pee runs crystal clear. <laughs> so, <laughs> too bad. Girls will be like, that is 99. If you were able to pure. sell your urine to people that have to drop, that would be a great business to get into, but it's frowned upon, Eric. Yeah. Also, I don't know how you do it without social distancing. Well, yeah. yeah. They got to oh. make sure it's pure. Yeah. Anyway. Necessity is the mother of invention. So. So we were discussing Fatalgia. Yes. The film that, that we made for the 48-hour Global Film Challenge. Completed it just recently. And you had some coworkers that... Well, yeah. basically, you know, the film for listeners, we're talking about something that, that they haven't seen. But, you know, why don't you tell the listeners the genre we had and sure. any of the other elements that we had for the film? Yeah, so yeah, like we said in one, of, like I said in one of the earlier segments, genre was sci-fi, prop was a light bulb, character name was Roger Mulkey or Rhonda Mulkey or Rhonda Mulkey, in case you wanted to change up the yeah, gender, yeah. and uh, they had to be they had to be a judge of some sort. Yes, here comes the judge. Yeah, so I guess. Do you want to go in like full details, like assuming they've seen it, or like I think you know basically. Kind of what the tagline of synopsis is, an older artist is kind of enhanced and entranced by a light that has him mm. do dark things. So that's really it. That's all I'm giving away about it. But you showed a couple co-workers and what did they think it was? So, yeah, a lot of them pretty much, they got more or less what we thought the interpretation was. Which is good. I'm glad that was clear. <clears throat> My favorite favorite interpretation was that more or less everything was the same from our interpretation. And this was from one of my coworkers who's from France, who also commented on the movie saying it was very French New Wave. And I was just like, yes. That's good. We yeah. got it from an authentic French person. Yeah. Yeah, but his interpretation was that the, the older artist was a werewolf because of the full moon and because oh. of all of the dark things he does because of it. That was the one that was just like, Huh? We were, I remember we were, um, we had, we had to go where we were, had to go, I had to go in the office we were, you know, of course, just distancing all that stuff with COVID and I, 12 feet apart from each other where we were putting chairs together because our office went through renovations. He was, he was talking to me about that. We were just, we were just, just talking about the movie in general. And he told me that. And I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, not, not in the sense of like, I'm like, I'm I'm clowning on it or anything, but it was more just like, oh shit! I didn't I didn't think someone would read it that way, which is something I'm like really excited once this gets more publicly yeah. available. Is just seeing I I want to see all of like the theories that people have to say when it's when it's everything said and done. I I'm curious because yeah. there's a there's an interesting quality that it, it's a slightly ambiguous of yeah. where people could feel. I mean, again. It's in the construction of this when you go, well, we could do this, we could do this, what are we... You have roughly five minutes. It's yeah. four for the competition. It can be as short as four minutes, as long as seven minutes. Yeah. Which still isn't a long time. No, you don't have a lot of time to go into, like, 
you know, detailed exposition or monologues and things like that. It's just like, yeah, okay, here's the information, interpret, you know. And I have to, for our, for our, well, and I have to use as an example, God bless Christian Bring It All, who did the wonderful sound mixing and editing for Fatalgia. And and he's been an important part for a long time for Rebel Pictures. Sweetheart of a guy. He, we met on, set for the GVSU summer film, Lucky Jay. Oh, really? The web series. Uh, I didn't know that. And yeah, he ran boom on it. And, you know, just, he was so, the first two, three days, man, he was like scared shitless on that. Yeah. And I'm spending a lot of time with him. He's loving me. He's running boom. And we just connected on that. And honestly, by about the fourth, fifth day, he really started to get like his footing about himself. And that was a two week shoot. Yeah. And um, he did a great job. And and the best compliment I could pay him was at the end of that and feeling like we were, you know, becoming friends. I said, man, I could tell you how you improved, how much you've, you know, the long way you've come from the first day of filming to now that last day and wrapping the film. And I said, the best thing I can say is I'm going to ask you to work on Rebel Pictures stuff. That's the best compliment I can pay you. And so when we were doing forward we're leaving Detroit. We're in the car. Scott Baisden, his wife, Ann Cope, Wolf Hogan, and um, Christian and myself. And we were you know, trying to come up with an idea. And same thing is like, here's yeah. the elements. And we had time travel is what we decided with time traveler Western. And we went with time travel. And we're discussing what the story could be. And there's a moment like Christian goes, well, so, well, how does this make sense? If, and I go, man, it's. It's four to seven minutes. There's no time for like yeah. the scene where my, you know, the character, find the protagonist finds the book that says the spells and why the world is the way that it is. There's no yeah. time for that. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like even more experimental films, like people that want to like make more experimental films. It's always good just to have some, some idea of what you want to, what kind of like impact or even theme or story you want to pass on to your audience but you can leave plenty of room for ambiguity from them to read it, you know. Um, Completely. Yeah, it's one of the things I think that works really well with Italia is like we at least give people room to read whatever they want into it. Yeah. And I think even just for a viewer, for me, that's super interesting because it's one of those things you can just really just like chew over in your mind and talk about it. Like hopefully once once all the COVID stuff becomes much more, you know, goes is just a, a collective memory that we all look back on. Knock on wood. Yeah, hope. But yeah, like Jeff I, Mosier can insert the sound effect. Yeah, clearer. We can do some foley afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, once it's once it's screened some places, I just want to like, even like, just like be a fly in the wall for people's like conversations yeah. while they're getting drinks, being like, "So yeah, what was that? What was that thing about? Yeah. What was that yeah. thing about?" Yeah, I think it's interesting in a way too, if I can so humbly say that. Trying to be objective, but when you watch it, you really want to watch it again. Yeah. Because it makes you like, did I miss something or is something else there? What are the layers to it that are there that I think it asks some questions and it leaves you with more questions than you have answers to? Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. And we, I had a great time working with it, oh, uh, yeah, with you on it, man. It was really cool. And Dude, I love that thing. I it, love that. We made such a just tight little film. And during all this. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's not like, hey, you know, my dick's bigger than yours sort of thing. It's like... 
other people out there that are just struggling day to day getting through the day. It's really important that first and foremost, but as a creative, as a filmmaker to say like, we didn't just sit through this time and just, just get yeah. through the day. No, we did something we created now two projects, you know, and, and choices being the other one that what were the differences for you from working on choices to Fatalgia? Cause I know I definitely have my differences just from comparing yeah. those two experiences. What were some of yours to talk about another project that the audience hasn't seen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is going to be great. Like once everyone can like, like watch I don't it and know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, for me, just speaking as an editor, like, with choices, that narrative is a lot more, it's a lot more straightforward. Like it's a lot more conventional. Tell the audience what that's about. Yeah. So choices, we made it, it's a, it's sort of like a post-apocalyptic sci-fi-ish story. Two guys get away from some sort of infection virus. You can imagine where some of the inspiration laid and they're just hunkering down and just trying to figure out how they want to, where they want to go from there, or even if they want to go from there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was with that was with Rico Bruce Wade. I worked with him on a number of other like projects before, uh, a lot of like other corporate stuff, and always loved working with him. He's always he's a treat. Yeah, I didn't know you guys had worked that much. Together. Yeah, yeah. So we had done. Well, it was more of the side of like we had been on like one set together, but he did like a ton of VO for projects I wound up cutting. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and we would, we would like have friendly conversations. That was probably the closest we had been was on the set for choices. But yeah, no. So whenever I would get like Rico's VO or like see takes of him, I was just like, oh man, this guy. Yeah, he's good. Shit. Yeah, no. Got a good set of pipes on him too. But yeah, so with choices, just speaking like as an editor, like because that narrative was a lot more, a lot more traditional, like not to say that I didn't have room to play with things in the edit, but it's like, yeah, that, that story is more or less, it's figured out for you. Uh, it is. It was, it was yeah. figured out for us when we got to post. And yeah, we, and the nice thing in post is you're like, okay, now that I know where each of these story beats are going to happen, I as an editor can go through and be like, okay, how do I want to really hit on these like specific notes? Sure. Like, how do I want to cut around in this conversation? Because that's all that that film is is just a it's just a conversation between you and Rico, and, and in one location, and in one in one location. You know, Fatalgia was filmed you know primarily in one location at the Cedar Street Art Collective, but there's so many nooks and crannies to that place that we could have, could, it looks like we've been in like four different buildings. Completely, completely, which is a filmmaker's dream. Yeah. And in choices, when I think about it, was the real apprehension because we shot that in March. It was like right before the lockdown hit. Right before the lockdown. And it felt like really yeah. unsure about like, should we be doing this? I Yes, I want to. I don't want to put anybody in danger. Yeah. Um, you know, my father was really worried. He was there to help and had helped get some props together for it. But, you know, just waited in the car. He was really nervous about that. Yeah. And it was just the three of us doing it. And I liked... We were all quarantining, too. Basically. We were all quarantining. And I liked that, you know, the uncertainty of it. There was an excitement there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just the three of us. It was like you were doing sound and camera, yep, which sound, is camera, not lighting. Yeah, no, that was a that <laughs> not was a ideal. Tight, tight, tight shoot. But it was like, yeah, no, we were shooting that. That was just like, okay, we got tonight. We cannot do. We don't have any other time to reshoot. Even though for that challenge, we had ten days. Like yeah. it was just like, no, like we gotta, we gotta do this tonight. And we only have tonight. 
but at least when we got to post, it was just like, okay, we got everything we're happy with, and then let's just polish it as much as possible. And I think, you know, the if there's any quality to it of of being ambiguous is story wise is really what has happened mm-hmm. in the rest of the world to put these two characters that Rico, Bruce Wade and I played in the situation that they're in, because you hear my character say at the beginning of it about a gas mask. Mm -hmm. And so the sound design that Christian bring it all created for it was really, really cool. And it created, you really feel a world outside of that space, which I thought added a lot to it. But Fatalgia definitely has more of, it's uh, a lot more subjective. It's a lot more subjective. Oh, sorry, it's a lot more. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. one, the one that means you can interpret it more. Um, right, yeah. right. But yeah, no, it's just like because we shot that in in Charlotte, and it was like where we shot was Charlotte. Charlotte is yeah. it Charlotte? Yeah. Oh well, shit. I look like. A Are you from actor. Michigan? No, I'm from I'm from an East Sider, man. <laughs> Everything past Lansing is cornfields. You hit GR, then it's the lake. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, yeah, it's. So we were, yeah, we were in Charlotte and it was just like out, the actual outside of where we were was just like, it was like a country intersection. There was like a gas station across the street, maybe yeah. one or two houses and then just, then just like fields. Christian, when he went through and did his sound design, it looked like we were in like some like cramped urban setting. Yeah. And it was just like, that dude's, that dude's talented, man. Yeah. He did a great job. And, um, and that was another thing too. Once the audience gets to see it, a similar qualities to both choices and fatalgia is that there's no exterior shots yep you're just interior the whole time which i think can be for me creating something unsettling a little bit to the audience in a good way yeah it makes you just you're you're there you're focused on it both places i don't think an exterior shot would have would have helped create that world anymore yeah well i think it's mostly the closest thing we get to an exterior in Fatalgia is just when, when your dad opens the door and we see the outside a little bit. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But yeah, and it's so switching over to Fatalgia, speaking from a post perspective uh, first, is like because the story is a lot more nonlinear, it's a lot more experimental, we get to play up the, the sci fi Twilight Zone elements of it. Like, like post wise, that stuff I love because it's just like you can yeah. do. You have way more freedom. Like yeah, we had we had some plot beats that we wanted to stick out, but like we had we just got like so many cool things that we could do that would add to the story, and we would like cool shots and stuff. And then in post, we were just like, okay, how do we layer these together to create some sort of meaning? That's what cinema is, man. It's just you're just it's that sort of synthesis of ideas to make some sort of greater point or narrative or theme. And from the story. The storytelling side of it from when we were brainstorming it, when we were chatting a little bit back and forth about like how we wanted to, you know, just kind of thinking like, like what kind of headspace we wanted to be in going into the, the 48, we were like, yeah, let, let's avoid, because like, because with choices, it was like, okay, this is, you know, this is like right before the coronavirus stuff yeah. hits. It's a lot more like there's a pandemic, there's people dying in, in the outside world and stuff like that in both, obviously in the real world and in the film world of choices. Then when we got to Fatalgia, we were just like, and this is right around when George Floyd was murdered. Yes. And yeah, we were just talking beforehand. We were just like, yeah, let's not do anything that's nothing about the pandemic or nothing that's like race related. Just because everyone was just, when we got there, everyone was just exhausted. Exhausted about it. And, you know, coming off doing choices, which was meant 
going into yeah. it to be post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Which and, is also part of the prompt for the challenge. Yeah. And, you know, Lauren Farabee did a great job with the script and writing that, but wanting this to avoid doing anything post-apocalyptic, doing anything race-related, doing anything relating to the pandemic or COVID-19. Yeah. Because I just, I felt like a lot of the other teams are going to do that. Yeah. And there's that in the sense of just like, you know, everyone everyone on the crew and everyone at the our collective was like, yeah. everyone was just like really, really exhausted by everything that's happening in the news and just, just even just like, even our own backyards. Yeah, Bob, like, Bobby Newman yeah. and, and Wolf Hogan and you and I kind of all agreed, let's not even go there. Yeah, when, we're, when we're kicking around ideas, let's not even yeah. entertain that. Yeah, it's like, it's not, not that those ideas aren't important to discuss, but just for all of us, we're just like, yeah, no, let's just, let's just make something that's just, that's something we want to just go for. You let's know? just make a kick-ass movie. Yeah using those elements and having them as i like to say kind of baked into the story they're not just there they're really part of the story the light yeah. bulb prop once you see fatalia is really part of the story yeah. so we're going to take another break we're going to be back more with eric Shaleko talking film and kind of getting through this whole current crisis and chaos this is the magic hour with michael mccallum rebel pictures michigan business network Take what you need and trust me I-